Going back to Leo Varadkar uh, said last night, it was very interesting. A lot of people may have been watching or you may not have been watching Claire Byrne last night. But Leo Varadkar uh, seems to have indicated, of course, that... Um, I suppose things are not all good in the hood, so to speak. Now, first of all, he was asked, did he have confidence? Um, or he was asked, firstly, in relation to the decision that was made by Neffet, uh, that the reason that Neffet made this decision was because there wouldn't be enough beds in the hospitals. I mean, the hospitals would be under pressure, you know, the old flat and the curve thing. And he was asked about that and what consultation went on between Neffet and the HSE, and this is kind of how he replied to that. Uh, Neffet's assessment uh, that our hospitals were imminently facing the possibility of being overwhelmed, our ICUs and, and our beds, um, was not shared uh, by the CEO of the HSC, uh, and the HSC board were not consulted on, on this. Um, where are we in terms of hospital capacity? And this is really important. Uh, since the start of the year, an extra 60 or so ICU beds added, 22 in ICU tonight, um, most not requiring ventilation. An extra 800 beds added since St. Patrick's Day, 150 people in those beds with COVID, to, with COVID tonight, and hundreds of more beds coming on stream. So that, that assessment is not shared by the HSC. So I think three okay. very, good, very good reasons to say not yet. So think about this logically. So Neffet, who are essentially running the country at the moment, um, made a decision that they didn't want to put the hospitals under pressure, but never contacted the HSE to find out if they were under this so-called pressure and what pressure they were actually under and what beds they actually had to spare, which is absolutely astounding. He also uh, then discussed the plan. Now, remember, of course, this is completely contrary to what Stephen Donnelly is saying and what Michael Martin is saying and what Neffet is saying. But have a listen. This is just unbelievable stuff. You could make but what up. happened on Sunday night came out of the blue. Uh, last Thursday, um, when we received our advice from Neffed, they're all in writing. There was no suggestion whatsoever that they were contemplating, uh, uh, suggesting that we move to level five. Um, but we heard them out, uh, sat down with them today as ministers for more than two hours, allowed them to make their case, had a cabinet meeting, considered it very carefully, and we decided not to accept the, vi the advice at this time. Uh, I think it's important, though, maybe to explain to your listeners what was proposed by Neffet. Uh, and the reasoning behind what they explained to us in the meeting. Um, they're not proposing a zero COVID or a zero COVID island strategy. They agree with us that that's not workable for Ireland because of the land border with Northern Ireland, because they have free travel with the UK. Um, it's not that that's politically, politically unpalatable. It's not politically possible or plausible. Nobody uh, in government or in effort is proposing that. But what they were proposing was something called a circuit break. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that concept. It's been talked about uh, We've in heard the about UK. this, where you just try and stop mm. the, the, the surge, yeah. if you like. Okay, so it's something that's never been tried anywhere in Europe, um, including in countries that have a much higher incidence of the virus than us. But what it involves is a short, sharp, uh, strict lockdown uh, for three or four weeks um, in the hope that it will reduce the transmission of the virus suddenly to allow us to reopen again. And the problem that we had with the proposal that was put to us today was that we didn't feel it had, be, it had been thought through properly. For example, we asked for some comfort that it might that four weeks might be enough, given that it hasn't been enough in, in Melbourne, doesn't appear to be enough in, in Israel. They weren't and what able did he to, say? They weren't able to give us that comfort. Okay. We also asked them what would happen after the four weeks if it didn't work. Would we abandon that strategy or would we proceed regardless? They said they hadn't contemplated that. We asked what is it credible to keep the schools open for those four weeks during a strict lockdown? They thought it was, we weren't so sure. We asked them, what do we say to the 400,000 people who um, lose their jobs tomorrow and all those businesses? We need, plan to, we need to, plan to plan for this type of thing. We need to know what to do with the pup. We need to tell the Department of Social Welfare staff to get ready. We need to know what to say, to say to businesses. 
they thought that was a political matter for us. Now, so Neffit were making all these decisions without consulting the government over the weekend when Tony Holohan came back with no plan, no plan for the 400,000 people that would lose their jobs, no plan if their circuit break or their lockdown for three weeks, their level five lockdown, if it didn't work, what are we going to do now? No plan. None whatsoever. It's just like, play it by ear. But they're playing it by ear with your lives. That's your lives and your livelihood. But I think the most interesting part of this whole thing, and I'm going to give you my synopsis of it in a few minutes, but the most interesting part of this whole thing is this bit. I have confidence in Neffet to dispense public health advice. Um, but that is what they do. Uh, they don't advise the public. Uh, they advise the government. Uh, and the government decides. Uh, and I do think one thing that needs to be borne in mind, you know, very good people, 40 of them, um, but all coming from medical or scientific or civil service backgrounds. Um, there, none, none of those people, for example, uh, would have faced being on the pandemic unemployment payment yesterday. None of them would have to tell somebody that they were losing their job. And none of them would have had to shutter a business for the last time. And I'm not talking about the economy. I'm talking about something that could have happened to half a million human beings tomorrow. And sometimes the reason why politicians make these decisions is because we're the ones who can see the bigger picture. It's not just about a virus and statistics around a virus. It's not just about death rates. It's about real people and how this impacts on so many different people and so many different communities in so many different ways. Wow. Wow is all I can say. I've been saying this for the last five months. And of course, I've been asked to apologise for saying things like this. Now the Tarnished says it, he's getting a bit of a backlash. But it just seems now that the rural independent TDs are now in support of Leo Varadkar's comments last night. They said he nailed it. And he did. So he has now caused a massive rift between Neffet, the HSE and the government. And Michal Martin, of course, as well, who I don't know, he hasn't really made any comment in relation to this this morning. Stephen Donnelly was asked about it this morning and said he wasn't aware of the comments that Leo Varadkar made. He didn't want to make a comment about it. Surely his advisors would have woken this morning and said, you've no idea what's that happening last night, Stephen. Even if you went to bed early, you have to hear this stuff. This is gold. So Leo Varadkar is either very stupid because he's caused this rift or he's amazingly clever. One or the other. And I'm going to go for the latter of the two. And I believe that Leo Varadkar, as a medical doctor, understands what's going on and understands the importance of the damage that we're doing to people's lives. So whose side are you on here? A lot of people are giving out about Leo today. A lot of the newspapers are. But a lot of people secretly are saying, you know what? He's 100% right. Neffet are wrong. We need to consider people's lives, livelihoods, quality of life before we start looking at case numbers, debt rates, which thankfully are very low. And the point he made about Neffet, I have said it time and time again. I only said it yesterday on the show. If Neffet were going on a PUP payment because of a lockdown, they wouldn't be making these decisions. I don't believe they would. If the government and all the people in public sector we're getting a PUP payment of 300 quid. They wouldn't be making these decisions. If their future jobs and livelihoods depended on they wouldn't make these decisions. So, I want to know what you think. Do you have faith in Neffet? Was Leo Varadkar right in speaking so publicly and so scathingly about Neffet? Was he right? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Or maybe you believe... Leo should be listening to Neffet. They're the experts. They have public health in mind. And that's much more important, Niall. Let me know what you think. The number's 087-188-0008.
It's quite astonishing that the tarnished of the country can say what I've been saying for the last four months. And I'm not saying I told you so. And I've been asked to apologize on numerous occasions, which I wouldn't do, by the way, in relation to what I said about Neffet and not thinking about people's lives and thinking more about health and other people's lives and other things are more important. It's quite ironic now that Leo Varadkar tarnished would say exactly the same thing and I'd say a lot of support from. Uh, it's about time. Well, here's a, te- a good, interesting text. It's about time people see through Varadkar's spin. He's playing pa- uh, politics with this pandemic and trying to butter his bread on both sides. The book stopped with him when the country was put into the complete lockdown. The book stopped with him when our elderly were sacrificed in nursing homes. He arguably still holds the most powerful seat at the cabinet table and shares responsibility for decisions made, yet checks which way the wind is blowing before publicly revealing to Miriam O'Connor Callahan that he believes it to be wrong to be basing our response on cases and not hospital admissions and deaths. When speaking on the air to Claire Byrne, he makes himself out to be some sort of rebel standing up for the little guy against the uh, touch elites. Surely, if he truly believes what he is saying, this point should be made at cabinet meetings and not in the bosom of his bought and paid propaganda wing RTE. The emperor has no clothes. Well, he makes a good point. If he really believes that, why doesn't he stand up and say it in cabinet? Absolutely, and not on RTE. Let me go to Mary. Mary, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Mary? Hi, Niall. How are you? Well, there certainly seems to be trouble in the camp, Mary. That's for sure. Well, it was very interesting interview last night, but I think Leo is just um, keeping his votes alive. Well, yeah, he's, he's thinking if there's an election down the road, I want to be popular. Yeah, I think so. Now, he did make some very good points, I have to say, but I don't think it was from the heart. Do you, not think, do you think he was thinking to himself, I need to be careful here, I don't want to lose those voters out there who are going to be, I suppose, directly affected by lockdowns and losing their jobs? Exactly, and he did make some very good points, like the mental health, um, mm-hmm. people having to wake up this morning to be told, you've no job, your, your business has to close. I agree with all that, but I don't see them doing anything to help as in take and take us. Well, he did point out that if Neffet or these public ser- sector workers, as he called them, or public servants, uh, had to take a PUP pay- pay- uh, payment, uh, they would. They may not be making those same decisions. Yeah, but Leo isn't taking a uh, PUP payment. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he certainly isn't. But so I don't think there'll be very different decisions made if they were all on 300 quid a week, I can tell you, Mary. Do you think yeah, they should yeah. take a pay cut? I think, well, I think they should all in government because, to be honest, what a sham of a government. Like, they've never been the best government, but, my God, to, like, the school issues as well. It does seem, the whole thing seems to be a bumbling mess at the moment, doesn't it? I mean, I don't don't know how that's going to be fixed. COVID is very new to everybody, so it's obviously going to be trial and error, but, my God, how many efforts can you make? Yeah, but I mean, it's very difficult to use the word trial and error when we're talking about people's lives. And we oh, spoke yeah, to Aidan Cummins exactly. yeah, about, about people's jobs. Like if, to me, if you're not up to the job, just step away and let somebody that's up to it to do it. See, it's a, it's a di- and I understand it's a difficult balance between public health and the yeah. possibility of, uh, you know, of losing people's lives. Now, don't get me wrong. I, there's been 36 deaths, at, or 38 deaths, I think, in the last two months, which is not a lot. Uh, we yeah. have to be clear about that. It's a very low number. It's actually at mortality at the moment is at 0.28%, which is really low, right? And nothing like the 5% we were predicting back, but way back in March, right? And yeah. thankfully, when I say thankfully, all lives are important, and I don't want people to take this the wrong way. Many of those people who had died had a really long, good life. I mean, many of the, uh, the, the themselves pointed out that the age 
seems to be now closer to 90. So people who are, are at end of life, and I'm not saying their lives are not valuable, of course they are, uh, but thankfully it's not taking too many people away from us who are young and have a lot of their life left. Um, yeah. But I suppose the argument now is, what do we prioritise? Because if we're going to continue to go into lockdowns, in and out of lockdowns, we're destroying other people's lives. Uh, poverty, so despair, suicide, things. all those other things yeah. that are, you know, come into it. Yeah. So it, there's a balance, isn't there, Mary? It's a tough decision. There is, and I think he actually, he did kind of make that point last night that obviously the COVID has so many numbers, but there's higher numbers elsewhere. Yeah. So it's kind of, as you said, which do you kind of, which side do you back more? Okay, well, just stay there for a second because I want to go to Paul as well. Paul, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Paul? Hi, Niall. How's it going? You don't believe it was right to throw Neffet under the bus, essentially. Well, actually, as the Irish examiner described it, he threw them under the bus and then he reversed back over them again. Exactly. Well, you see, if you go back, if you let, let's just go back a bit here, right? Now, I've, I've two very serious points and I think you'll agree with me 100% on one of them. What the hell was Leo Varadkar doing on the Claire Bourne show? Well, I'll tell you the reason why. Stephen Donnelly is the Minister for Health. Why wasn't he there? The same reason the, that he won't go on your show. Because the man, and I'm saying this, not you, the man is a Muppet. And he's been advised not to be, not to appear on television because he's making a bloody laughing stock of himself. Okay, so, okay, so you, you don't believe that Stephen Donnelly is, is up for the gig. He's not up for the job at all. 100%, and I guarantee in 99.7, percent of your listeners, if you put a poll out now asking your listeners, is Stephen Donnelly up for the job? And I ask you to do it. Put a poll now. You, you've got the equipment in there to do it. Stick out a poll for the next two minutes or so. Is Stephen Donnelly capable of doing the job and see what the poll is? Well, well okay. Well, well, let, me, let me just do that now. Okay. I want everybody to text or WhatsApp 087-188-0008. Do you believe Stephen Donnelly is a competent minister for health and do you have faith in him? Yes, you do, or absolutely no, you don't. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Text or WhatsApp now. It's free, okay? 087-188-0008. While you're talking, I'll let you know what's coming in there. Go ahead. Cheers. Uh, uh, the, the, the second point, um, regards Nevis, Niall, in fairness, and, and Leo Varadkar said this on the Clareborn show last night, that Leo, that Nevis are there literally from a medical point of view. And I do agree that the government has to make decisions. But never, the, the only, it's never there in an advisory capacity. No, I get you. I get you. Right. But, and, but can I ask you one thing? If never are there in an advisory capacity and they're saying, we need to go to lockdown to level five based on the fact that we don't think our healthcare can withstand the pressure, which is what the suggestion was from Tony Holan in the letter, the letter he wrote on Sunday. Um, but yet he didn't contact the HSE and Paul Reid to find out exactly what the situation was in the hospital and were they under pressure. That doesn't make a huge amount of sense. Well, that was definitely an error. That was an error on Neffet's part. And I, I also would say... But you can't be making error errors when you're talking about locking down a country and 500,000 people losing their jobs, possibly, some permanently. You can't be making errors, Paul. I understand that. And this is why, this is why I want to suggest that the likes of... the, the, the Chap that you just interviewed there a few minutes ago, the head of the um, Adrian Cummins, yeah, the CEO Adrian of the Cummins. hospitality and of the uh, restaurant association. Adrian, people like Adrian, who literally are at the the coal face of this, should be on the Nefit committee, not just doctors. 
I'm not well, sure wait, there are there are some civil servants on it as well. They're not just doctors. There are uh, there is doctors on it, or one or two doctors. There's a uh, immunologist, Killian de Gaskin, of course, is it, I believe an immunologist. He's on it. Um, you have Ronan Glynn on it. Who um, I'm not too sure exactly what his qualifications are, but he is very well qualified. Philip Nolan. You have many others on Neffet, but I have always been of the belief that Neffet should be changed on a regular basis. Otherwise, it becomes a groupthink. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. What's how's that poll doing? <sighs> <laughs> I'm not going to read out the abusive ones, <laughs> but, but I was. I'm looking here so far. I, I'll have to wait till they kind of finish before I click a button here that tells me the percentage, right? And what it'll do, it'll pick up the word no and the word yes. That's the way the software works, right? Right. Okay. okay so, um, but generally speaking, I'll read out one or two of them. Not fit to do the job. Absolutely not. Worst minister ever. Hasn't got a clue. Says Ron. And I'll, what is the rate of infection of false? But yeah, false positives. We'll come back to that in a second. No, no, no. Says Mike in rear cross. No faith in him whatsoever. Uh, Donnelly is not up to the job. No, not no. Stephen Donnelly is not competent. I don't believe it. No, he's completely out of his depth. Somebody else says, Jim says, no, no, no faith at all. No, I don't see, I, I'm going to be completely honest. Um, I don't see a yes at all. No, Stephen Donnelly is not up for the job. No, bring back Simon, somebody else says. Um, no, he doesn't. No, 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 no. I'm, I, I'm struggling to find a yes there is not one. Oh, there's one. There's one. Sorry, I'll tell a lie. I don't want to misrepresent him. <laughs> you see, no, no, can, I, can I just bring the? I, I have two daughters. Um, one is twenty and one is sixteen, and they they said to me what they missed. And um, they missed the COVID trinity because at least, and the the kid said to me, Dad, at least we know where where at least we knew where we stood. They came on the TV, the three of them together. They let the they let the people of Ireland know did they, not just the numbers, but at the stage that we were going to be at, how things were progressing. And with this present government, you don't even see that anymore. And I felt that, you know, for my kids to turn around and say that to me, that was very important because they felt that their, their finger was on the pulse. They were being given the information. But since the formation of the new government, that doesn't happen anymore. And that was very important to people. But see, the line at the start, and I think like everybody else, I agreed with the lockdown at the very start because, of course, I didn't know what we were dealing with. Nobody did. And, and you know, and I, you know, when Leo Varadkar stood up there in Washington going back in March, I kind of said, well done, Leo, good statesman. You know, you did this right. Well done that you took the cautionary step of locking down the country. We don't know what we're dealing with here. Everybody was the same. We're all in this together. Crush the curve. Clapping the hands on a Thursday. Yeah, I was, I was invested. Absolutely like everybody else because I didn't know what we were dealing with. But it doesn't look... Now we're at a point where we've lots of data and I'm not invested anymore, I'll be honest with you. Obviously, I am concerned about public health and I do encourage people to, you know, keep their distance, wash your hands, follow the guidelines, etc. But what I'm saying is, when they're saying we're all in this together, and clearly the government are not all in this together, it sends out a really bad message to everybody else when Leo, Michal, Stephen, Neffet and the HSC are not all even agreeing with each other anymore. But you see, even another point, like it was, it was mentioned... Um, this morning on a radio station that even in relation to the, 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 the guards, the guards have been given no powers. Their hands are tied. But what powers would you like to see the guards being given? Well, I suppose, you know, you know technically, by law, uh, they cannot enter somebody's house without a warrant. And, 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 and I think we have to be very careful what laws we change in relation to that because we do have to balance people's civil rights, uh, human rights, um, with you know dealing with a pandemic, and there's a balance to be struck because I think we go down into very rocky territory if we give the guards permission to enter people's homes without permission. No, I'm not. I, I don't, I'm not just talking about that, but like mm. I, I'm sure. I'm sure 
the, the guy the sergeant in, the, in, the, in your local station this morning or whatever is scratching his head, you know. Well, I, I know, because, of course, they said yes, and Leo even said last night, you know, where, uh, that uh, obviously the Minister for Justice, uh, Helen McEntee, got Cabinet approval today for extra guard resources to allow them uh, to police restrictions. Now, resources doesn't mean legislation. It just means more of them to tell you not to do it. And, and look, I suppose they're trusting people. We don't want to go down the kind of military route of Israel or something like that. You know, if somebody is driving out of Dublin on the main road, you're saying, well, look, where are you going? Do you really have to do it? And could you do us a favour and turn around and go home again? I don't see anything wrong with that. But I think we get to a point where we start arresting people. I think, I, I just feel that we're going down a rocky road. Maybe well, I'm wrong. Let me, let me give you an example. I, you know, whether, whether it was correct or incorrect, but I, I'm going to put me, me, me to tell you the truth here. I, I have spoken to you about, you know I had a, a dog and I love the old dog. And I, I drove out to Bray the other night. And, um, you drove out to Bray? Yeah. yeah. Just drove out to Bray and, my intention was a bag of chips and walk along the promenade with it with the dog, give me a little, little bit of a run and come home. Mm. Now I was stopped by the guards going into Bray at Shank Hill. Yep. And in fairness, they didn't send tell me to go home, they advised me. Yep. And I just turned around and I said, Thank you very much for your advice and I actually drove into Bray. Right, okay. So you kinda of broke the rules. Yeah, I did, but, but you know... No, I mean, I'm, no, I'm just advising you, you are breaking the rules when you're doing that. I mean, and I suppose government's argument is if everybody did that, that we're, we have a problem. You know what I mean? Now, I understand you probably didn't have any contacts when you were there. You just brought the dog for the run, you know, bag yourself a bag of chips or whatever it was. And, I, and I've always said the point of locking down Dublin was kind of pointless when people can drive to Bray, Kildare, Drada, whatever it is at the outskirts of Dublin. So it, all it did was move people out of Dublin into the surrounding counties, which made the problem worse. I have to go to break, actually. Do me a favour, stay there if you can, because I'm going to come to Barbara after the break as well, if I can. All right, just in relation to the poll that we started there before the break, um, when Paul asked the question, <clears throat> pardon me, do you believe that Simon, or not Simon Harris, Stephen Donnelly is a competent Minister for Health and do you have faith in him? Um, I can tell you that 90, over 99% of people have said no. It's actually 99 point something. I can't tell you exactly because unfortunately people are still texting in no. Um, I found, I'll be honest with you, I'm at the scrolling through but three times during the break there, I found one yes. Maybe Stephen is listening to the show or something, I, I don't know. But I did find, I did find one yes. Um, so the majority of people don't believe that he's competent. And the point Paul was making, and the reason he was saying this was because anything that's been said by government um, seems to be constantly uh, coming up as, you know, it's Leo Varadkar saying something or it's Simon Harris is tweeting about it all the time or it's Mihal Martin. We rarely see Stephen Donnelly on his own actually doing anything or being on TV very much. Well, I don't believe so. And he won't even come on to this show. Uh, let me go to James and Barbara as well. Say there, please. Uh, Barbara, I'll be with you in two secs. I've got to go to James first. James, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, James? James, you there? No, for some reason, James ain't there. I'll come back to you in a second. Let me go to Barbara. Barbara, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Barbara? Hello. Hello. How are you? How are you doing, Barbara? How's things? I'm fine, thanks. Good. Barbara, you have you trust the government, but you also agree with what Leah was saying, which is a kind of a little bit... I'm not saying hypocr- it's not hypocrisy, but Leah was not really agreeing with the government. Well, I just thought that um, maybe they're just keeping in mind that... Um, 52% of the small sector businesses pay the taxes. I mean, 52% of our taxes come from the small sector businesses. And I think they have just wiped them all out with their with all this um, legislation. And I just see that 
you know, I'm not sure if, you know, you can, can you let, can you legislate for the majority mm-hmm. when it, things are in the minority? Um, I just think it's something to think about, and I certainly, how are we going to pay for all of this? Well, this was the point Leo made last night in relation to the decisions being made by Neffoli, which wasn't on the audio I played for you there, but he did mention that, you know, we, we had Neffet considered that if we're going to have a lockdown, that's 500,000 people out of work who have to be subsidised by the state. He says, you know, we're running out of money. We can't just keep, even though they're getting it at almost 0%, they're borrowing at almost 0%, we can't keep borrowing money. We don't have it. And, and you know, there comes to a point where a country runs out of money. I would agree with that. It'll all come back with us on us in the end. Well, someone's going to have to pay it back, way. Yes. We get nothing for free, you know. Oh, yeah. But that, and what, what that's going to mean is an end of, you know, increases for pensioners, an end of increased spending in health care, an end of increased spending in education, more taxes over the next four or five years. So all that, you know, has to be taken into consideration. But I think if everybody tries to keep the rules and tries to, you know, wash their hands and do all the things set out for it. Absolutely. That, um, you know, yeah. we might actually keep it at bay. Um, well, they are generally. We're always by the WHO going back long, but we had swine flu and we had all sorts of different viruses in in society. Go back and always the rules of pandemics were, you know, wash your hands, keep your distance. Any large events, you know, you try and encourage them large events not to take place for a short period of time. They were always the the things for pandemic. There was never a case of lockdowns were never a thing that we were, were familiar with. But, but I, I want to go to James as well, just before I wrap it up. Sorry, James, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, James? I know, how's things? Sorry. I think uh, Baratker played, uh, played a great <clears throat> politically last night. I mean, he's obviously realised that the, the winds have changed, or have changed direction and that they're losing public support for this because basically the public have figured out that the Irish government, Micheál Martin, hasn't a clue what he's doing. I mean, he's bringing in measures here and nobody, he doesn't instill confidence in you. And Leo Varadkar got on and undermined him and undermined Neffet because there was big political points to be scored from it, you know? So you believe he's he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth or somebody said earlier on he's buttering his bread on both sides just in case? Last night was purely political for him. He looked at that and said, oh, I'm going to exploit this now. I can see, and, and all he does has to do is sow the seeds of uh, distrust in the government. Do you think it was a bad move or was it a mastermind no, move? No, it, it's, it's not. It's because people like myself and yourself are using this logic for the last six months. So I realise how hard it is to, to maintain a job or maintain a business or create wealth and have people working for you. And I knew what they were doing. Well, what they were doing is economic suicide and what they have done. And... Well, we won't know the full full depths of this till next year. And I've been calling the same thing for the last six months. I've looked at the Swedish model, and I'm saying, can we not adopt what they've done? And, I mean, as you, you'll know on Twitter and different things, that you, you'll, you'll get chopped down for saying that. You'll be called every name under the sun. for. Well, I, I've been asked on numerous occasions to apologise for things I've said, which are exactly what Leo Varadkar said last night. Well, they've created a sense of fear. The government have created a group think that you can't say anything against it. This is the same government that told us that masks weren't an issue. Don't wear a mask. Luke O'Neill said that. And then he goes on and says, now we have to wear a mask. You okay, well, well, again, I, I have to obviously encourage people to, to follow the guidelines as they exist at the moment. Obviously, you're entitled to question things and you're entitled to debate, although the government will tell you you're not entitled to debate or question things. But I'm glad to see Leo Varadka question it last night and I think you're glad to see it, James, as well. And you may be right, there is a turn. I have to go to the break. I have to go to the news, James. Thank you very much indeed, and Paul and Barbara and everybody else who got involved in that conversation.